your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. All right, in this one, we're going to talk about the different ways you can start getting a horse to where he's stopping nicely for you. So we're going to kind of start with what would be like first grade and second grade type ways of doing it. And then we would kind of progress up from there to probably the more conventional ways that you've seen or heard of. Now we do, uh, we do a few different variations of these at the clinics and then this first one we're going to talk about redirecting. We've covered that so much. Uh, it's all over uh, the membership side. It's all over YouTube. So we're just going to hit on that one really briefly. But redirecting is, here's an example. It, you would eventually work up to higher speeds. But you would get your horse walking. And then you would sit down on your pockets and take your legs off of him. You know, definitely don't do anything to make him think you want him to keep going. And then you would just start redirecting him, keeping him in the same general area, you know, like a 20-foot area. And you would just bend him, doing multiple direction changes. Now, I've explained this to people before, and they thought that I meant going in circles when the horse speeds up. And it's important to know that it's not the going round and round that gets them slowing down on their own. It's multiple direction changes. So you just keep on doing multiple direction changes. And so, yeah, you might do a couple circles, but then you, you know, immediately circle the other way and figure eight and all that. But the trick to getting this working really quickly is as you're doing this, there'll be a time in there where you feel the horse slow down just a little bit completely on his own. For that brief couple seconds, you've got to open back up. And what I mean by that is, is, just feed the reins out to him and let him feel that you are uh, kind of going back to a neutral position where you're not doing anything with the reins. Now, also remember in redirecting, if you actually pull back on the reins to slow him down or stop him, you're kind of defeating the whole point. So the point is, is you quit riding with your body and you, you know, so therefore you're going to be thinking stop your body's going to be saying stop from there. It's just a matter of redirecting the horse until he has the same idea that you just had. Now that could take, you know, a couple minutes. I've seen it take 10 or 15 minutes to get even one stop on some horses. That just goes to show you how far apart the thinking of the rider can be from the horse, from the horse's thinking. Uh, but the idea with this is you get it to where they're so sure about it, even as you're riding on a straight line, even with some speed, right when you start to pick up the rein, like you're going to start redirecting him, it causes the horse to have an idea. The idea that it causes them to have is, oh, I think I'll just come down and stand. So that is probably the best way to lay a mental foundation in a horse for stopping. 
And there's another one that works really, really well. And this is all kind of just getting them to begin thinking about stopping, right? So when you try to teach a horse something, you never start off trying to get them to do it. You try to get them to start thinking about it and rewarding and releasing at that. So this still here, you're just going to start off, you know, start off at a walk just like that, just like that other deal, the, uh, the redirecting. And it works best to do it on, you know, start off on like a 10 to 20 foot circle, a little bit of bend in their body and kind of keeping them sort of in the same place will help them start finding this. So as you're walking around there at the same, you're going to do it at the same spot every time until it gets working for you. It usually doesn't take that long, really. But as you're walking around there, you're just going to take the slack out of the reins and ask him to stop very lightly, you know. Well, then you're going to do kind of what's against instinct, but you're just going to give him a brief, you know, touch on the reins, and then you're going to throw the slack to him. So you're going to immediately loosen the reins where, you know, normally we might be tempted to keep tension on or pull more until they stopped. Okay, well, the idea with this is, is we're trying to get these horses to where we don't actually have any pressure on them as they come in there to stop. Because otherwise, we're having to hold them in the stop. So, you're going to do that. And then he might slow up a little bit. Or he might completely stop. Most likely, he'll kind of slow up a couple steps and then continue walking. And you can kind of feel it in him. Like he's planning on just going on again. So all you do is you just circle back around again and you offer it to him again. Circle him around again and offer it. Circle around again and offer it. Usually after pretty quickly, you know, the fourth or maybe the sixth time around there, you'll offer it and you'll throw the slack. Then he'll walk a few more steps and then he'll just come down and stop and stand there. He'll take a deep breath and start chewing a little bit sometimes. So... Now you've got it started. So you're going to build that up, get him real sure about it. Then you're going to start it doing it on bigger circles at uh, adding more speed and, you know, eventually doing it at a run and a lope or whatever on a completely straight line. So the idea here is, is you're not going to make him stop. You're just going to set it up and let him find it. By circling around as many times as needed, you're letting him work on it. So when it does happen, it is truly and purely his idea to stop. Before long, you'll just kind of send that signal to him, and now he's in a habit. So he'll just get an idea when you do that, and the idea that he has is, I think I'll stop. So now we'll move on up a little bit. So some other things you might start doing is riding him around and probably same thing, start at a walk. Just take the slack out of the rein and tip his nose a little bit. Don't bend him, but just barely tip his nose an inch or two. And same deal. As you feel him start to slow up, you want to start to feed the slack back into the rein. Not after he stops. But when you feel him start to think, hey, maybe I'll slow down and or stop, you start to feed the rain back. 
So then you rinse and repeat that, get them good at that one at a walk, and then trot and lope, do it on circles, straight lines. And then you can move on to, uh, can move on to like the fencing exercise. So fencing for the purposes of teaching one to stop is you just ride them right, right towards the fence and about 10 to 15 feet from the fence or maybe even only five feet from it if you're at a walk you're just going to sit down just take the slack out of the reins give him a little signal and then throw the slack back to him and let the fence stop him so you'll basically just use the fence to help him find the the answer you know so once you've got all of this going, you know, if you've got all of these going at a walk, trot, and lope on a straight line, and you've, you've done all this stuff to get your horse in a, in a habit of getting an idea in his head when you cue him to stop, well then you're just going to sit down and pick up the reins, give him a little signal, and he'll stop for you. So it's a pretty good deal. You can get one stopping pretty nice without ever having to really take a hold of him and pull on him. And then there's there's some other things you can do too. Now this one is this one is a little bit of a different deal to where you're going to be riding along and you're going to just barely take the slack out of the rain, right, and barely hint to him like, "Hey, get stopped," and then you'll give him a couple seconds. And if he has not stopped after a couple seconds, you'll kind of take a hold of him with the reins a little bit, kind of as to say, hey, buddy, you missed it. Let me show you what I meant. Then you'll back him up a few steps, and then you'll keep rinsing, repeating that. And pretty quickly, you know, if you work on that very consistently after about 30 minutes, you'll take the slack out of the reins and sit down a little bit and he will freeze in his tracks you know he'll he'll stop real quick before you even have a chance to take a hold of and even actually pull on the reins a little bit so it's basically teaching the horse to beat you to the heavier pressure right so there's that deal um there is there's also so it's it's talked about so much i wasn't going to mention it but let's just hit on it briefly there's also the one rain stop but don't look at the one rain stop as oh i'm going to build this emergency break into my horse it's a lot better to not be trying to get on a horse to where you think you're going to need some kind of emergency safety procedure right so an emergency situation is hinting that, oh, I might lose control. Okay, well, if losing control is a dangerous situation, then something is missing, right? In the groundwork or the, or, you know, something is missing between the rider and the horse. So think of a one rein stop as just a way to, one more way to help a horse learn to slow his feet down and find the rider's body position of zero energy right when you're just sitting down not using any leg just one more thing to help him find that you can also help him to learn to stay soft and bent you know as he's slowing down stopping primarily with one rein is kind of the way you want to do any type of stopping with a horse the only time we're really supposed to pull both reins with the same amount of pressure is when he is 
pretty much educated enough to stop bridalists at any speed. The reason for that is, is pulling both reins equally with the same amount of pressure is a good way to get a horse bracing up in his neck and pushing into your hand. So even though we might still use two hands, we're always using one a little more predominantly than the other. And it doesn't really matter which, you know, you alternate. But the reason we do that is it always puts just the slightest bit of tip in the horse's nose. And it helps them learn to not push through and fall down onto their front end or get stiff in the neck. So there's a lot of benefit to stopping with one rein no matter if you're bending him clear around there and holding it until he's still or if you're just using it to bend him a little bit and holding it until he's still it's all kind of the kind of the same deal so those are some multiple ways to get a horse to finding a good stop for you and those were laid out pretty chronologically like those first two or three is probably going to be how you'd want to do it with a green horse or a colt and then you know if we really do those those first real simple easy ones if we really do those right and we get the horse real sure then a lot of the times that's all you need and they will get so much in a habit of getting an idea when you take the slack out of the reins that you know, that'll get so strong in them. They'll do it, uh, when they're away from home at the faster speeds that you're going to be working up to and all that. So build these things up, you know, and let your horse work at these things and let him find you in those stops. See, it's all about getting it to where when you think stop, your horse has the same idea. You've been listening to the Carson James podcast. Real, simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends.